0: Counterspin Media presents Kelvin Alp on assignment in Operazione Moskva. Dispatch number two, Mouvement International, Russophile Conference day one. we are at the second annual Russia Falls Movement Conference. Delegates from around the world are here representing 77 countries. All with information to share. It's incredible talking to these people, the similarities we all have when you break down the barriers. Uh, everyone here, wide awake, uh, they occupy many positions. You've got doctors here, you've got psychiatrists, you've got some media, you've got um, dignitaries, you name it, they're all here and they're all singing from the same hymn sheet everyone seems to know that this there's, there's, there's a lot that legacy media brings to you that's complete and utter nonsense so let's have a little bit of a uh, walk through to see the type of diverse cultures and people we actually have here there you have it i'll try and bring you updates throughout the day i'll let you know the type of discussions we're actually having and try to put you inside the room
1: I'm Hannah Spearer. Today is the 27th of February. This is dispatch number two of our special assignment, Operation Moscow. And I'm coming to you from the Counterspin HQ here in New Zealand, while Calvin is over in Russia attending the second congress of the Movement and Multipolarity Forum in Moscow, organised by the International Russophile Movement. Now, I'd be lying to you guys all if I actually said I didn't have a bit of FOMO, but this opportunity has put Calvin in his element and the New Zealand team is supporting me here in the studio, and I couldn't be more grateful for their efforts. And I just want to be uh, making it very clear: we're so grateful for all of you at home as well who are watching this and sharing this, or you've put in some um, finances and you've contributed to the pushback because this is a massive pushback worldwide, and we are so thrilled to be part of that. So don't forget to share, share, share. Rumble links, Band links, share it. Where, you know, we're on Facebook, uh, Telegram. X and also Gab, which we need to start populating again. But it's up to you guys, the digital soldiers, uh, to ensure that this content gets shared because if we're putting all this energy into it and it doesn't get shared by you guys, uh, you know, it's kind of a waste of time in many regards. So please don't underestimate the power you have by clicking that share button. Now, today is all about Calvin's experience on the ground in Russia and we absolutely understand that the Russian history is very complex and um, complicated, and we won't even um, go into trying to dissect that Dissect that now. However, the video we played in Dispatch Number 1 may have been seen as us propagandising the regime of the time. And in response to any concerns, we are going to quote the translator's comments in Alexander Solzhenitsyn's 200 Years Together. Open quote. In the aftermath of what Solzhenitsyn refers to as this shipwreck, conservatively, 66 million Russian and Ukrainian nationals were subjected to organized mass genocide and slave labor. There were mostly people of the Russian Orthodox Christian faith and of Slavic descent executed or worked to death by the Bolshevik Zionist internationalist communist regime, which had initially been largely financed by Wall Street bankers and huge fundraisers by Jewish organisations internationally. Immediately, Russia fell in the communist coup d'etat of October 1917. The same destabilising tactics for Zionist communist takeovers were vigorously exported to surrounding European nations, and many others quickly fell victim as well. So, with that out of the way, here is a quick clip from Kelvin in the hotel on his first night in Russia, and then we will be back with the man himself.
0: Well, it's just gone 10 30 here first night in moscow is coming to an end there's our bus going to take us back to the uh, hotel we're split between two hotels there's 77 countries represented here uh, everywhere from the african continent all the way across all like-minded people all with similar views trust me people when i say legacy media are losing the awareness out the real world where we are at the moment is astounding
1: Wow, it's so exciting to bring you this next update. Calvin is beaming in for his first interview. It's been day one of the conference. It's his second day in Russia. Calvin, great to see you. Um, Where do we start? How was your entry into Russia? Let's start there. And then you can take us through the conference.
0: Entry was amazing. Blues through with no problems whatsoever. They didn't take me aside, put me in a dark room and give me the rubber glove treatment or anything like that. It was actually very pleasant. In fact, much easier coming into Russia than going into New Zealand.
1: Okay. um, Well, I guess we'll see what your entry to um, New Zealand is going to be like. But um, where do we start now? Um, you're, You're in a nice hotel. How do you feel like people have received you? And then what's your first day been like?
0: Oh, people here are great. I mean remember you've got to remember everyone who are attending this conference they're here for a common purpose they're here to find a new way forward we're not talking a new world order type forward we're talking um basically an equivalent on the other side where nation states are respected with their own personal sovereignty um and uh, whether whether power is derived from the ground up this is the view and the wish of uh, most of the people here there's uh, uh, some that I've listened to a lot of speeches. Um, and uh, from the African countries, from some of the Asian countries, South American countries, they all have a similar outlook, a, a similar uh, future direction that they want to take their children and, and and basically create their their futures. Then you've got a couple of the others who are the main players. They're like uh, the BRICS nations. Um, basically, you've got 88% of the world now opposing what they call the western ideology or the western new world order because that's basically what it is um and there are different stages of coming on board with it a few little things to iron out here and there but by and large the 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 main pushback is universal
1: excellent and um so obviously it's universally against the globalists i mean on a practical level, how are you dealing with the the language? Do they have uh, translators there? I see you had a bit of an earpiece in some of that footage that we're going to see coming up. H- how's the language barrier been?
0: Uh, when you listen to speeches, you, you do get an earpiece, and there's a, a lot of people, as you can imagine, who are translators. So if you've got someone from Kenya speaking in their local dialect, then it's translated into English. Channel 2 is what we we're on to get all the English. Um, translations, and of course, you got Channel One for Russia, and so on up, up the scale. Um, it's surprising to note that a lot of these countries are bilingual. You know, they study English at school. They may not carry on with it, but the basis, uh, the basics of understanding us, is there. I mean, I felt a bit um, underqualified, being uh, a guy who only speaks English and and broken English at that. You know I mean, I'm not a master literary genius <laughs> or anything when it comes to um, English, but um, I was quite surprised. There's some very talented people here as far as linguistics go.
1: That's awesome. And um, so what about uh, your safety? I mean, you know, Putin's on the banned list in New Zealand, as are so many people in that regime um, and a lot of people that have affiliations with Russia, different CEOs and everything. Um, do you feel safe? Do you feel like you're part of you know you're hanging out with these real terrorist kind of organizations there or how's your safety going?
0: Well, we've had we'll call them alleged because what the West says on one hand is completely diametrically opposed in reality. I mean, I'm here mixing with these people. These pe- these aren't people just from academia and just from civil service and just from government levels. These are people from businesses, um, uh, even grassroots representatives of communities like that are also here having their say, and because they want to move away from a uh, uh, a bipolar or, or a unipolar existence with the, the hegemony of the U.S. and U.K. basically dominating, yeah. they want a, a multipolar, which is where everyone is equal, um, everyone gets a say, no one overrules anyone. There's no status. Um, we're, we're higher than you because our resources we've got more resources um, we're higher than you because we have more money or GDP which most of the time is just fake money anyway let's face it um, so I felt it quite respectful there was a lot of discussion over religious ideologies and there was a common denominator there as well where all of them know that there is extremists who misinterpret what's really there I listened very intently to the to the Islamics um well the muslims speaking you know when they talk about the islamic faith and and when they break it down of, of what it really means it's actually it's quite beautiful it's actually quite beautiful um and there's no real opposition to other religions it's just like they respect all others they believe everyone has a place if it's based on common values common courtesy and humanity you can't go wrong problem is when someone decides to use their religion as a weapon, like ours is better than yours. So we've got to kill you in the name of whoever they decide to pull out there at the time.
1: Yeah. And as obviously, like you said, all uh, religions have an extremist wing, but the average Joe who, you know, like you say, wants to practice their religion is doing it respectfully. Now, what about, um, you know, have you had a chance to speak to, because what it seems to me from what we've seen from a bit of the live streams that we saw and um, what you've already told us is that these are basically worldwide patriots gathering. Everybody loves their country, um, so they're gathering with other people that love their own countries. Have you actually had a chance to speak to the local Russian patriots?
0: Oh, yeah, um, a lot of them. Um, and, and also from Kenya, from um, Lebanon, from Egypt, from all over the world, you know, Argentina, Mexico, everyone's there. It's like, well, 17, seven nations uh, represented there. And there's 142 who are involved in it in some way, shape or form, all to varying degrees. But these uh, 77 were the ones who could make it and put in the effort to get there and actually get involved in this. And just back on the security thing again, um, there w- there was no, I mean, you've got sheiks, obviously quite wealthy, Talking and reacting and treating someone who is like me, you know, haven't got a brass razoo, uh, with the utmost respect, like I'm the royalty. You see what I mean? And and that there, to me, showed a sort of a dignified approach that we seldom see anywhere in what we'll call the West. The reason we call it the West, which is stupid, I mean, where the hell is the West? It was, where's the line start to make it West, make it East? Basically, what they mean is the colonisation countries, now, one thing they do know too, which I took particular note of, is that just because colonization came wrapped in a white face, they don't blame whites. They see whites as their brothers in humanity and in development and things like that. They know that it's the globalist, shill, um, so-called elites, because they they don't like the name elites either, but they call them the global elites. So it's because it's easier; it's become ingrained in people, so they're using that to be able to have the you know main society resonate with it but they will not um i mean here they discuss everything nothing's off the table they talk about the zionist jews as usurpers in israel being the problem not the israeli people they talk about the palestinians who have been bombed and genocided by that um genocidal regime or democidal you know government kills the same people but they don't consider them their own people. They talk about the money masters, that if they want to truly have a multipolar world where everyone um, trades properly and does good business with each other and everyone prospers, they must decouple from the current banking system. Someone called it out perfectly a former US Senator. I've, uh, her name just escapes me. She got up there, very short speech, and basically said if you don't get rid of the banking cartel, all of this will be for nothing. And it was just like, dropped the mic. I was just like, no, that is what I was waiting to hear. Because they've got a big wish list. But if you do not control the debt, or should I say, if you control the debt of a nation, you control everything. That's what it's all about. Because how, how do world wars happen? Because someone's fighting someone else for a scarcity of a resource or being manipulated to hate someone else. And they talk about this too. They realize that information is the power, and alternative media, real alternative media, and we're talking about the puppets who are bought and paid for, and they give you enough truth so you um, believe them, and then they channel you back into the globalist hands. We saw that in the New Zealand election. Let's call it for what it is. New Zealand first shields were out there in force. Winston Peter was going to save us all. Did he? No. Are everyone getting uh, voters remorse? Yes, they are. And the other ones who can't bear to realise once again they've been sucked in, they're the biggest trolls attacking us for everything else that they can find when I mean, we get on our Twitter and all that they're actually quite a laugh but you know they're mentally unstable they haven't got a clue what's going on in the real world luckily I'm out in the real world
1: yeah because uh, I just not... want to take you back to a point about the mainstream media because uh like you say you know they're telling basically the false narrative they're the ones pushing the majority of the propaganda. Have you yep. actually seen any mainstream media there? Sputnik uh, is a live stream that we found on um, Telegram. We tried to find the live streams on YouTube. It's really being heavily censored from what we can see. There are some big cameras there. So obviously, are they just alternative or, or Russian uh, mainstream media? Yep. Or have you seen any, let's say, Western-based mainstream media there?
0: Oh, no. They, they wouldn't invite them. This this isn't for mainstream nothing. This is to help destroy the mainstream narratives, to destroy the mainstream uh, globalist intentions. Now, we've heard the stories about Putin being a young globalist leader and part of the World Economic Forum. I asked people that. And they said, you've got to know your enemy. So you go and then you find out what they're up to. Then you know exactly how to work against them. Hence, that's why, you know, I mean, uh, even Trump's been there and basically told him, you know, your days are numbered. People are going back to nation states and national sovereignty and and patriot pride, and um, they're sick to death of you leeches sucking the lifeblood out of them. So this is a worldwide movement. And we thought we were isolated in little pockets here and there. It's so widespread. It is so massive. You know, the Arab Emirates and things like that who who do a balancing act, you know, dealing with India, dealing with China, dealing with all sorts of uh, different um, geopolitical issues. But they do it. And in, in a way, was, it's just like, why do you guys have a problem? Is there an imbalance there? How can we sort it? And that's how they do it. It's quite incredible. Now, I did hear the Chinese, uh, one of the Chinese uh, people speak, and they were talking about the Belt and Road Initiative throughout the world and said a few things that concerned me. So when I find him tomorrow, I will be uh, putting the questions to him.
1: Because okay, do you want to give like us a little idea. bit of a, little bit of a, oh, just
0: about uh, road initiative and there. well, basically, because I also know that George Soros once said that he has already, they've already decided that China would be the next one to lead the world and, and basically that they would be the new superpower, everyone would fall in line. And they'll basically just keep yeah. chopping and changing them. And then when they want to do that, they'll just disintegrate them and put the next puppet in. So I'm going to ask, is this, are they just doing the soft sell? You know, and, and make it all fairy cakes and nice and glitter bugs, and but yet really have an underlying um, agenda, because I want to hear about the um, why this the digital currencies are coming and why can't you do cash? Now, if you want to do digital currency, you can save it for the international um, swaps or trade um, settlements. Do not. Try to control the people with your Chinese credit score and yeah, things like that. Idea. These are the questions I'm gonna put with them, uh put to them as soon as I can find them tomorrow.
1: Because on that because... um in Putin's uh, latest interview with Tucker Carlson, he was kind of pushing China too at that point, which may have concerned some people who uh know the global geopolitical structure, but maybe there's something we're missing.
0: Yeah, well, a lot of people were were praising the um Tucker Carlson interview the the part that I liked most about that Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin the you know, president of the Russian Federation is the history lesson of Russia the rest was pretty lame the questions were pretty lame um and I think Putin would realize that there were some softballs there and the, the heart of certain aspects like what about the biolabs in the Ukraine when they did their denazification and um their uh liberation of russian territories from it what why haven't we heard it why why wasn't that question raised you know yeah. and who was funding them us of course um why haven't we heard about 5g Do they have any concerns with that what about the you know the the geoengineering that people well what about say, covid oh,
1: been, okay let's has any, has I, there been I any discussion.
0: i was getting to that because it's part of your 5g you see one thing here i've, I've it's all good and well sitting there listening to people give their prepared speeches because they're talking points of their own particular wants or desires to get a particular a, a view out. But most of the information is gathered when you were when with the human intelligence, when you're with people in the reception areas at dinner and they're free to talk, that's when you find out the real view of these people. And there is a concern over the poisoning of the planet. There is a concern over LGBT. There is a concern over um, ideological creep by way of Marxist, communist, you know, indoctrination of children to basically make little uh, program soldiers in the future. And transhumanism is an underlying fear as well. So, of course, I asked the question with somebody, well, why the hell are you pushing AI so much? AI should be a service to humanity, not control of it. And I said, you're going to find you'll probably wake up one day and AI will be in control. What are you going to do to them? Do you have safeguards and things like that? So we'll be having more discussions about that tomorrow as I peg some of these people down for these types of interviews. Now, because I've arranged with a few people, I say, right, tomorrow we're going to sit down, I'm going to ask you questions, you're going to answer them, and uh, we'll let the audience decide where you come down on. Now, they know I'm not here to um, kowtow, and just because they're in opposition to the, the globalists, they're not going to get a free ride from us. And I think they respect that.
1: And, and that is the true essence of journalism, journalism isn't it? Because uh, we may personally, you know, hope that these people in this, this conference is for the right reasons and it is for the people and the humanity of the whole globe um, to free us from the shackles of the globalists. But like you say, you still have to ask the hard questions. You cannot just um, expect that, you know, they're all on the same page. Um, we we know about controlled opposition and all these types of things and how the big players always constantly want to make you feel like the um, <laughs> the the heroes and the cavalry is coming in to save humanity, but we need to yeah. make sure that these people stand up when they are asked the hard questions.
0: Yeah, well, that's the funny thing about it. I mean, projections massive in the alternative media sphere. Um, Your controlled opposition, if you don't agree with them, that's basically it. Um, if you if you have success. Then you're a controlled opposition. If you manage to be of a of a superior intellect where you can navigate the dark forces arrayed against you, somehow you're a controlled opposition because you're not as thick as they are. You see what I mean? And, and we get it gets pretty tiring when you constantly hear this sort of stuff. You've got little groups in New Zealand, especially, who have little echo chambers. They've got followers of maybe 20, 30 people, and most of them probably clicked on them by accident, and they constantly attack. But they've got nothing there no facts or evidence they've actually got nothing so we sort of got a one thing the people here also have their own troll army that comes after them at times so they've just said how they deal with them is just don't even engage in them yeah they said it's annoying sometimes they're like mosquitoes just block them and delete. They'll then go on their profile and say, look, I've been blocked, oh, I've got a badge, I on it. No, you got blocked because you're a dickhead. You don't know how to ask questions properly and elicit the right sort of responses. You're not looking for a dialogue, you're looking for a takedown. Well, you'll never take countless per media down yeah. so they can try as they might.
1: Yeah, and I just wanna say that um, from the footage that we've seen and and the, the clips that you're sending through, you know, I, from a personal uh, perspective, Of course i wish i was there but i love seeing what you're doing i'm just so proud of you and i think you're doing such a wonderful job and i think you're just such a great ambassador for new zealand right now um and you're mixing with you know the real well from my perspective from what i see and hopefully time will prove us right that this is one of the real hearts of the pushback we're Members from, like you say, all different walks of life, all different professions, um, and true real media are there. And hopefully, fingers crossed, this is the real deal. And I just I just think it's wonderful that you're there. And, yeah, like I say, you're doing a fantastic job.
0: Oh, we're getting we get business cards galore. Oh, we're getting we get business cards galore. Some, they didn't have enough because you've got 400 people. And no one will hold it up and you take a photo of it. You see nice. what I mean? yeah. And then they take a photo of you. So they remember you.
1: Yeah, good idea. And, um,
0: and we're, we're talking to a guy from Egypt, who's Egyptian TV. He wants to collaborate. Um, we've got another guy in the US and Australia. We've got a war correspondent living in Donbass who um, wants to um, collaborate as well. He's been giving uh, on the ground in Donbass uh, coverage and he's been doing a very good job of it as well. So when the um, the Western media are saying, this is happening in Donbass, he's there saying, uh, well, I'm here. No, it's not. You see what I mean? So he was on the spot to be able to completely destroy their lives. Um, that's it's really it's cool. quite comical. Yeah, It's actually quite awesome. comical. And they realize that the information is power. They can have all the wish lists they want, but if they cannot articulate and get that out to the people because of the heavy censorship and control by the globalist elites and their puppet masters in and, and and mainstream media, um, then it's, it's all for nothing. That's why they realize we're so important uh, but we, but I said to them, but you have to now, if you're going to build up an alternative pushback, you must not become the very thing you were trying to displace. I said, because I've seen that far too often. You get right, rid of one dictator and then they seek power, get a taste of it, and then they become a dictator because they they were just basically trying to fix their own problem rather than humanity's problem. Exactly. And that, you know, I find, is is one of the main driving forces behind um. The movements only going so far and then collapsing
1: exactly now before we um play one of the interviews that you have already done um did you want to talk a little bit about the general vibe i mean even maybe like at, at the um you know that first buffet dinner and then the the one you've just come from like we've got a bit of b-roll footage that we can play like what i mean they're obviously showing cultural um they're showing off the the russian culture um is there anything that stands yeah. out for you on that point of view
0: well, when you first when when you first arrive, you don't know anyone. Okay, you got two left feet. It's like it's like your first day at school. You don't know where to go, where to sit, what to do, what what you what is expected of you. Um, the same thing here. I got here, uh, but it was it was easy because they, they were so friendly. Everyone was engaging. Even if they're over there, they would uh, they would catch on. They would always. Uh, not in, in the way they do, like in the Islamic world and some of the uh, African countries, I put their hand over their heart and they just took their head a bit. It, it's, it's a really nice gesture, actually. Um, but the vibe was, it wasn't like electric. It was like a, uh, a hopeful, it gave you a lift. You could sort of feed off the energy of everyone else and it was a high vibe energy too. It wasn't like everyone was down and out and therefore it sort of propagated through. It was high energy, and even if someone who was tired would be lifted up and buoyed by that, and that was I found that to be uh, you don't very you don't experience that amongst a group of strangers, you know, um, normally. So I, I found it very easy to make friends. Of course, Syria Gill was amazing. She um, took me and introduced me to a couple of people. Got to know them. Got talking. Found the similarities. We found we're all in the same um, wavelength we may have different views on different things or um, different ways of getting to the place we all want to go. But by and large, the the camaraderie, the the the, the stickability factor, you know, you know, sometimes you can talk to people and you can think to yourself, geez, well, that's over and then you move on. These people leave, leave a lasting impression because they're so genuine, because you can actually feel it from them. And when they say, very nice to meet you, they actually mean that. It's not like in New Zealand. You go and say, "Hey man, oh yeah, good, 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 good to see ya. Well, you." Well, you don't mean that shit. You don't even know them. You know what I mean? Here, they they want to get to know you. They want your input. Um, but something we don't know about in New Zealand because the government doesn't do that with us. You know, they don't want to know nothing except how they how we can serve them. But I, I found oh, it I've, quite I've, incredible.
1: Oh, that's that, that's wonderful because I was going to say it's <laughs> it's a shame because here in New Zealand, uh, we we haven't quite got to that point. Like the whole all the different groups that are opposing the globalist takeover we're still kind of in our own camps like we need to come to the point where we can do what you're witnessing over there where everyone can come together and yeah okay we're a little bit different here and there but we need to realize that we are stronger together and um well here's
0: the point though here's the point that just like and you're dead right see in new zealand you've got people who are trying to have the one-upmanship i'm special because over here it's not like that it's i have something to offer you have something to offer. Let's bring it all on the table and see what we can make together. That's the difference. They, they, they want to serve others and those others want to serve them. So they're they, they coming from a place of working and acting on behalf and for the betterment of somebody else. It's not, what can I get from you? Okay, what perks can I get that, that I can deny you? It's none of that. And that's why, until New Zealand, the race relations, learn that, it's going to be another 182 years of bullshit.
1: Yeah, and we've definitely got to uh, get rid of that tall poppy syndrome of cutting people down like we were kind of alluding to before. Just because we here at Counterspin yeah. are the tip of the spear and we are the most hated uh, media platform here in New Zealand, uh, does just because we're actually being, you know, well, we would hope we're being successful and we hope that you think we're being successful does not mean that, um, you know, we have controlled opposition forces behind us. It just means we have determination, grit, and actually a little bit of skill with our tiny team. Um, You know, we're doing a great job here in New Zealand. We've been up pretty till about, I think, 1.30, 2 a.m., getting everything ready for this interview and also, um, you know, adding in things and just keeping a track of everything, um, getting all our ducks in a row so we can support you over there because, you know, you can't do it on your own and we can't do it here on our own. We need the support of the New Zealand public Because this is huge. This is Counterspin's biggest international geopolitical story that we've ever covered. Um, And we're grateful that we can just be on the ground and and report to you firsthand what's going on. We don't need to be watching someone else's live stream. Um, And those are hard to find, as I said, because they're being censored. Mainstream media is certainly not going to cover this. At this point, um, Calvin here in New Zealand, I have not seen a mainstream media article about us being over in Russia. And now, I I suspect that it's going to go two ways. Either mainstream media is going to completely ignore the fact that we're over there, um, which would probably be their best option because otherwise they're just going to get more eyes on the story and the fact that you're over there. Or they're yeah. um, just going to actually just try and say, as they normally do, that we're right-wing conspiracy theorists. Um, and Stephen Seagal was actually there at the first meeting last year and it was, it was great reading that Guardian article where, you know, they basically said it's a group of conspiracy theorists. And I just, I think we should just own that phrase now. Yeah, okay, it might have been a theory um, 10 years ago or even six months ago, but the, the time between a conspiracy theory becoming a conspiracy fact is, is, you know, sometimes it's a matter of a month, but it's just becoming so, the time is compressing. And we I, I'm, a, I'm a conspiracy factualist or a conspiracy analyst, and I think you are in like-minded uh, company there. Yeah,
0: you know, the biggest. Um, I mean, you, let's have a quick moment just to break down a, a bit of this um, uh, troll trolling. They call us grifters. You dorks, grifters make money. We, we are, trust me, you do not become a rich man or woman doing the right thing in, the, in, in New Zealand or, in fact, in the world. Um, we we get by on the on this like I've said before, the sniff of an oily rag and half the time that rag ain't got oil on it. It has been the people of New Zealand themselves, not the trolls, only care about them, they're actually a waste of breathing space, oxygen thieves actually, and they should be denied that. Um, it's the people who have kept us going. And that's why we've always been the people's platform. Um, and over here, there's, there are moves being made to make a worldwide pushback by building up and supporting in a better way, of genuine alternative media. Now, these people are not stupid. They have watched uh, different countries, and they've watched all the new medias that have come along, and they've watched them over time. So they know who's real, and who's not, and they recognise what David Icke actually coined the phrase of mainstream alternative media. They know in the country who they in our country who they are. They were actually naming some of them. I won't do it here because we've called them enough ourselves. But to hear it from international people, uh, countries you wouldn't believe would actually be following, it's actually quite interesting, where they say they tell you just enough truth to have you taken in and and be credible, and then they redirect your focus. And that's exactly what we've been talking about. These people know it. And these people are the movers and shakers of what is going to be a new world based on – uh, mutual benefit respect and humanity rather than the parasitical leeches that these people will openly talk about being satanists child sacrificing devil worshippers, and all the worst of humanity um like i said there's nothing uh, off the limits here they talk about the Zionist jews thinking that they're um a race superior to everybody else and everyone must bow to them and be killed off and things like that they actually talk about that here you got people here who in their own countries um, will go to jail if they mention the Holocaust. But here they will openly say these things need to be discussed and debated so everyone knows what's there. That's the only way you're going to find a common denominator. That's the only way you're going to find the facts and evidence. And the baseline truth is to get all opinions out there and then find the evidence for it. Because believe me. There's a few narratives that mainstream media has been propagating over decades that we could destroy in a heartbeat with all exactly. the evidence we have.
1: Exactly. And, we're, and obviously, we, this we're not going to get into any of that stuff this uh, this interview because we just wanted to really get your firsthand experience, what it's like on the ground. Um, that you you know you're having a good time, you're feeling safe. Now, speaking of safety, uh, there was talk of you know getting the delegates or you know the international guests to do PCR tests. Uh, we here at Canispin obviously know all that stuff is bogus. Did you end up having to do a PCR test, or was it? it Yeah.
0: No, I I tell you that it's it's like if you look back at the where the Ukraine liberation denazification started um, from about that time forward, COVID was gone. Remember, we said the narratives falling, we've we've basically destroyed that. The next one will be the climate change, which they did in fact ramp up, but over here. You'll be surprised how many high-power delegates here and people just from normal grassroots community organizational uh, levels, they never masked, they never um, uh, shot up or anything. Uh, a friend of, this, a Romanian senator that we had on, Diana, a friend of hers is here from Romania, and he was talking that Romania um, has only had about 20% of its people jabbed yeah very very low rates of death and he goes and we know that those low rates of death are not attributed to the scam that is COVID. um another friend from uh thailand who works with and is good mates of um sukrik bhakti yep
1: yeah
0: yep um he will be we will begin an interview with with dr bhakti um that's been guaranteed And uh, he was the first one who came out and called COVID-19 an absolute scam. Most of the people here know it's a scam. Most of the people know that the virus that they said that have attributed to the so-called deaths around the world was basically a computer virus. It's it's a sequence that was generated in a computer based on um, a chain that they were given from... China.
1: Exactly. Okay, honey, I'm just going to have to uh, break in here because uh, if people don't know yet, Calvin and I are in a relationship and we do have a baby, a young baby, and he does actually need me. So maybe should we just roll in this clip of the interview that you've done, Calvin, with a young um, American? Do you want to quickly set it up? And I will try and get that sorted here.
0: Conrad has a number of uh, channels. He also has World War Now um, on Telegram. Go check that out um, and you'll probably find the other things he, he has. He's doing some good work. So watch this. We'll come back and discuss. So the conference is about to get underway. I'm sitting here with Conrad from Austin,
2: Texas, sir. Home of Alex Jones. Indeed. So what do you think we can expect in the, here today? Uh, I don't know. This panel, look, <clears throat> this first panel, they say it's going to be about two hours. And I know Sergei Lavrov, Foreign Minister of Russia, is going to be here at some point. So really looking forward to that. But then there's the breakout sessions, which I know there's ones on the West, there's ones on LGBT issues, and there's some on just the state of Russia and whatnot. And I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully I can make some points and hear some good stuff from some of these other people. Because there's, what, 142 countries represented? Yeah, exactly. 77 nations oh, yeah, here yeah, yeah. in attendance, 142 across
0: yeah. the Russia Russia far movement. Um, the one thing I've noticed as well is that a major... Amount of diverse people opinions, but they're all think the same. We're all aligned now,
2: thinking. Yeah, the uh the unity that I guess the Donbass cause and specifically the thing in Ukraine has come has created has created this kind of broader movement towards multipolarity. And now with Gaza and everything in Israel as well, the lines are it's the same lines really on who's on what side in that regard as far regarding Zionism and everything. And so seeing people from every continent basically talking about the problems of Zionism, the problems of Ukrainian funded terrorism and the globalist implications of that. I think we are, this is the, this, like we're participating in the rise of multipolarity right now. And, you know, I know Kelvin, you know, he's going to get harassed by his government. I'm not too worried, but, you know, they could pull me aside when I head back to the States. But to me, it seems that it doesn't matter what they're going to do. This would be a horrible opportunity to miss out on because the government scares you. And I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to learning more about the rising world.
0: Well, one thing I'll say is that I think our government is more scared of Calispin than we
2: are of them. Mm. Oh yeah, I think the, uh, I think our governments, every government where everyone here is from, are more afraid of these people than they are of, are of a lot of things, which is crazy because these people, a lot of these people are patriots. Like yeah. I'm an American patriot. You're a New Zealand patriot. And, and there's a lot of well-gilt people here too yeah. who have the resources and expertise to really uh, make a fight of it. Exactly. And you know, we've got people from every single socio-economic background. We have people from. Again, we have people in media we have people in government we have people in finance we have people in we have entertainers even we have princesses and aristocracy so it's it's truly it shows you that despite the fact that there are all these narratives in the west about forced diversity and everything here it's very diverse yet everybody is it's a sovereigntist. everybody respects the sovereignty of their people of their nation and of course in this case Palestine and Russia are the focus right now, and they're kind of those causes and the people on the front lines in those battles are kind of the reason we're here today. You know, we're here holding up the flank on the intellectual side, yeah. while the people on the ground in these places, standing up against evil and tyranny, they can, you know, they so that we can help them on the information side. And that,
0: ladies and gentlemen, is where the battle line is. We're in an information war, um, and it's about time we deliver the truth. Is the truth, obfuscate those lies, quick, smart so what we're going to do is we'll have interviews lined up throughout our time here uh will join me again Uh, we'll be interviewing a, a lot of other people and you will see that this pushback is massive don't believe legacy media they are already dead we're just going to show them how dead soon we'll catch you on the flip side
1: what a, what a, what a nice guy and calvin you know the thing that we notice is how young he is did you do you know his age or do you want to find that out because it's not often you see young people with this kind of mindset and wanting to actually actively get involved
0: yeah well he's, he's actually got a good young following as well so that we are you know alternative media is changing people's um minds there's a couple of other things uh, he'll probably uh, feature in a little panel breakdown we have um tomorrow but um there's a couple of things just to let people know what was actually discussed, you know, what was brought up on the main in some of the main speeches was Julian Assange. He was brought up and discussed. Uh 5G was brought up and discussed. Um, what else was there? Uh breaking narratives, breaking the back of the banking cartel, the mainstream media, the um Zionist influence in everything. Um, because in New Zealand, of course, we've got people who are pro israel yay, like that, when they're actually Muppets, they don't understand the mechanisms behind it and who's really behind it, who are actually usurper Jews, because they're not real Jews. And these people know that. This is like countries from across the world, they all know that. But stupid people who gorge themselves on mainstream media don't know that, because that's all they do is regurgitate the same crap that they're indoctrinated with, and it's an implanted belief system. That's why we only deal in facts and evidence. We want to know, we want to get to the bottom of it um who's really running the show, who's really behind things. I mean, people here will talk about demonic realms and, and they'll talk about Nephilim building pyramids because no slave could have done it. These people are quite open. They're openly talking about the um the reason what the real reason why they went into Iraq, which is to get a Stargate and out they're opening portals and all that. Wow. Just like CERN as well. That's amazing. And, and these these are people who are these are people who are high profile. They're actually they they occupy some high positions and they're like big money men and everything. And these people are saying these very things. And it's so refreshing to see that these people are not stupid. Some of them are like got degrees up the wazoo. But I spoke to one who had about four degrees and he goes, you know what my degrees really mean? I said, what? He goes, nothing. He goes, they mean nothing. Because all I had to do, and what, what remember what I said to you before when I talked about degrees, all you got to do is regurgitate in a prescribed manner something you've been taught and you get a degree for it. Oh, exactly. It's not to test how intelligent you are. It's how brainwashed you are. And if you're up to the level of indoctrination that you can be sent out to spread the bullshit around the world. These people know that. That's
1: and awesome. They said,
0: but I've got a letter after my name just to go out there so I could speak the truth because they'll listen to someone like that. And I was just amazing. I was just like, you know what? Humanity has a chance. So anyone in New Zealand or around the world who's watching this, and you're thinking to yourself, things are getting bad because I'm looking at mainstream media, they're not. Believe me, there is such a, a worldwide uprising, and it's coming for some very powerful people to push back. It's it's a it's amazing to behold. I can wow, that's
1: amazing. You're so positive. You're so upbeat. Um, now. I mean, I know it's getting late. It's it's getting on, you know, twelve thirty midnight where you are, and we kind of want to wrap this up because you really need to be fresh for tomorrow because you have got one more day of this conference. Um, do you want to say a little bit about what's coming up and what you're expecting tomorrow, or do you just want to leave it as a surprise and we'll do a breakdown when it's done? Uh
0: tomorrow, tomorrow it's a it's a big day. I think it's about eight thirty to um eleven in the evening. It's a very long day. Okay. Did Lavrov spe- did Lavrov
1: more... show up today, or do we is he coming no, tomorrow I'm
0: or um... They're expecting Sergei Lavrov, he's the Foreign Affairs Minister of the Russian Federation, and possibly Vladimir Putin, because some of his friends are actually there as well. Um, But we have had a general discussion from people who actually know him personally, who giving us an an insight into his real personality, and that he is basically like us. They said, of course, a leader who has a a major opponent against them, sanctioning them, trying to stop them and all that. Basically, he's saying um, I will defend your right to be a man and a woman. I'm going to stop them trying to turn you into a dual being. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to have the world indoctrinate our children anymore. I'm going to save as many individual cultures as I can to be who they want to be. That's awesome. And we will deal with each other on those levels instead of Everyone thrown into a bloody uh, spaghetti soup and come out some bastardized version of, of what it should be. You know what I mean?
1: That's fantastic. Um, even
0: the religious scholars got up and said that that is the key. It's all about sharing and knowing each other. You see, it's it's it was, yeah, like I said, it's it was beautiful to behold it and just to hear these people and the up and the the solutions in order to get there. Because I said to them, I said, I've heard a lot of waffle. Um, and some of it's really good waffle but I want to know where you're going how are you going to solve it how are you going to implement this and some of them have been off the record um, and to believe me some massive things happening huge
1: well I just want to again say congratulations for um you know bringing us some great insights and footage and being there on the ground to to see it all you've got some amazing support here Kiwis are just loving it um have you got a final word i'll leave the final word with you you can take us out because we miss you here in the studio we miss you here storm obviously really misses you but we're so proud of you um i'll i'll cut back to you you take us out and then we'll come back um and catch up with you again after tomorrow and we look forward to seeing more interviews and clips from you you take it out and it's on okay. you
0: all i want to say people is remember that <laughs> just remember remember this just because things seem bad just because we have a globalist puppet government uh, responsible for, of course, some of the people who elected them, but it's not over. That system is dying. You have 88% of the world against these globalists, and that 88% of the world um, is a population so far exceeding anything that they could possibly bring, even if they pulled together a fraction of that. And this is real people with real intentions. There are some I will, of course, keep my eye on, like China. Um, I have, at this stage, no problem with Russia. From everything I've heard, from their religiousness, from their their leaders, they are all singing the same tune. And it's not just a feel-good, oh, we're going to do this, you know, like speeches, like uh, presidential Kodak moments where they say a whole lot of words, go off, and they do nothing. It's been lived. It's been actioned. And the fact that Russia's is so sanctioned, it's been done. You know, it's actually been implemented and they're moving away from the U.S. dollar. If you have U.S. dollars, that will tank completely soon because now they're moving away from it. But I, maybe tomorrow I can explain to you why at the moment it's still hanging in there. Uh, it's like flogging a dead horse. But the problem is the, the dead horse is still dead flog. That has to be removed. And there's only one real way to do that. So keep watching and thanks for all your support if you like what we're doing please give as much as you can we can't do this without you we are the people's platform we will never sell out we will never care and we certainly won't belt a threat and uh so the new zealand government know when i come back i know you're probably going to pull me in on that but you're going to have nothing because i have information because i talk to people over here diplomats who have i don't know access to other intelligence agencies and things and they may or may not have um information that i've heard or may have received that compromised a lot of you um, I wouldn't have it on me anyway I'd say mail it to Germany and then Germany would mail it to someone I know and I'll pick it up later so anyway, just just to keep you guessing so thanks very much people look forward to updating you tomorrow and we'll see how this all plays out
2: you can find Counterspin New Zealand's media revolution at counterspinmedia.com and now on the Infowars network at Band dot video.